0: Just like anything you know do you think if you're producing any kind of product really our product is to deliver a better quality of life for our tenants and to try to change that stigma and also you know deliver um, the return which is a product for our investors so i think you know those combined you know to me that's a, an incredibly sexy concept because there is a huge need a demand for affordable housing really you know what is more sexy than filling a big business gap you know i
1: what a year 2020 was 2021 is here and i hope you're hitting the ground running i know we are here at dwelling we've just got a deal on the contract we're going to be closing on soon for those that have joined us on that deal um you know what i'm talking about if you are saying what am i talking about then you need to take your investing game to the next level in this year so make sure you join the dwelling deal list an exclusive deal list Um, not only do you get access to our deals quickly but you also get tips and tricks about you know how you can take your your investing game to the next level this year so if you are not on the dwelling deal list click on the link in the show notes or just go to dwelling.com that's dw E L L Y N N dot or just go to investwithola.com com and just sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. Thank you so much for joining us on the Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantis. I've got Charlotte Dunford back on the show for an encore interview. She is one of the best in the mobile home investing space. I cannot wait to to jump back in with you. Hey, Charlotte, how's it going?
0: Hi, good thanks for having me again
1: yeah really no my pleasure it. yeah yeah. yeah i mean you've been doing a bunch of stuff we obviously stay in touch yeah staying so, busy Yeah, very busy very busy yeah. so maybe tell us about kind of what you've been busy on like kind of the last time we spoke <laughs> and until now
0: so the last time we spoke it was um you know the tours it, it was the beginning of my well relatively i started in 2018 but you know in mobile home parks i was i only had a few deals at the time um but 2020 has been a wild year um we have acquired over um i think at this point is over 19 parks now um so it's over 200 and, I think approximately 250 lots, uh, if not more, after some closings happening this week and next week. So it's been a wild year. Um, yeah, we've really been focusing on um, growing the business um, and at the same time, making sure that our infrastructure is good and sound for the business growth. So the last thing you want to do is not to be, is not to have a good infrastructure for business growth. Um, So yeah, we've been just really stretching and reaching our goals. And this year uh, we have, you know, other bigger goals, uh, which I, we're, on track for, uh, including, you know, setting up a real estate fund to more effectively uh, acquire properties more uh, at a faster speed. So yeah, it's just been, we've just been really, um, you know, utilizing uh, the resources we have and to expand our business really. And at the same time, um, that, uh, adding value to our properties and executing our business plans. Um, so it's been a crazy year. It's, it's going. It's, it's like short sprints of in a marathon. Marathon. It's it's a long run, but you know, um, short sprints every 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 day. Every single day, we have new challenges, but we I, we love it. We're
1: yeah, yeah. That's, thankful that's, that's for that's my team. Like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the whole purpose of of having a business is you're really exactly a problem, right? So
0: exactly, yeah.
1: But for those who haven't heard your first interview and maybe the first time they're hearing about mobile home parks can you just kind of tell us what the heck that is like what is a yeah. mobile home park and what does it mean to invest or to be a mobile home park investor
0: Right good good question um so i think i think um the the closest thing i can compare a mobile home park to would be a parking lot um so just like uh, cars will park their, you know, park in a spot in a parking lot, uh, a mobile home parks itself in a uh, mobile home park that we own. So as mobile home park operators and owners, we don't necessarily want to own the homes because it's just like, you know, if you're owning a parking lot, do you want to own the cars? Because you will have to worry about, you're going to rent out the cars, but you're going to have to worry about the maintenance and upkeep of the cars. So uh, just like in a mobile home, you, you know, our goal is to, um, transition away from park-owned home homes. What that means is uh, the park, we, we own the par, uh, car, I'm sorry, cars, the mobile homes ourselves. So we would have to worry about, you know, a broken furnace, which can take out the entire month of revenue. Now that does give us more income at times, but the goal is to transition away from it. So the tenants pay our lot rent. So we're pretty much running on dirt. So um, so the, 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 what that brings to us is that you know running on dirt is is a lot less expensive than maintaining homes. As you know, you're in the apartment building you know area, so you're probably looking at expense ratio that's slightly higher than the mobile home park sex sector. But you have your uh, things you know you're you know the, the rents are growing but I think you know for mobile home parks the one of the best highlights is that we have a lower expense ratio uh, looking at 30 to 40 percent sometimes 45 and smaller parks really small parks you're looking at 50 but I think for the majority of the parks we we we, we don't we don't have to do much up keep for the park itself, um, leaving us more profit margin, more profits in, in, in the pocket. So essentially it's a it's a parking lot business. And it's slightly different from the parking lot business that cars can run away. They can, they can drive. It's a lot easier for cars to leave the parking lot than a mobile home being hauled away. And the, first of all, you know, a lot of homes can't even Um, be uh, taken away because they're too old they're gonna be shattered into pieces on the road Um, you know sometimes a home can be moved but that would cost upwards ten thousand dollars sometimes more and a tenant who lives in a mobile home park community um, it doesn't really have the budget to come out of pocket at ten thousand just to avoid a fifty dollars uh, per month month uh, rent increase he'd be m- much better off paying that m- m- rent increase so there's definitely a lot of meat on the bone there there's um especially our area Johns creek capital our our group we focus on small to medium level mobile home parks which means that you know, they're, they're not overpriced. Um, we buy at 10 cap rate going in, sometimes higher, most likely higher. But, uh, you know, if you're looking at other asset classes today, a commercial or, you know, even bigger mobile home parks ranging from 100, 300 lots, you're looking at 6% cap rate, 8% cap rate. And it's difficult to turn that around and deliver a 20% cap rate within like five to eight years hold or sometimes shorter. So, But with a 10% cap rate going in, um, it's much easier to make that um, happen uh, if you have a much cheaper price going in because you're just buying it cheap. You buying it inexpensively because of negotiations and motivated sellers and just a lot more meat on the bone because they, you know, mom and pop mom operators are more likely to sell at a, you know, undervalued price because they don't really care about raising rents. And as you know, that the net operating income, which directly translates from rents, um, determines proper value and they they don't really care to drive that up because you know they sometimes they're the original builders of the home of the park and they know the tenants for decades and they don't even care you know sometimes oh I don't want to raise rent and you know for us the first thing we do is raise rent unfortunately for those of tenants who are hearing me now uh it's it's unfortunate for you but I think there is um there, there's a lot of profit to be made. But, you know, I think for investors hearing this message, it would be that, you know, that we do raise rent. But for, for those tenants, you know, it's, it's, it's not good news. And right. especially since the pandemic started, uh, mobile home, tenants have had you know difficulties paying rent and we have been working with different rental assistance programs to help them with that uh, with that rent um so yeah so that's in 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 a nutshell that's what yeah, no, we I... do it's a sub subgroup of the whole big mobile home park um industry
1: yeah no I I think that makes absolute sense and you know the other question before we kind of dig into some of the deals like one of the 19 deals you've done is (laughs) you know (laughs) there's been this kind of like I think we talked about this last time this kind of stigma or just I guess misperception of mobile home parks right it's not Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the stigma right right, it's not sexy I mean what are you finding I mean you're doing this every day like what are your thoughts on that
0: well, I think it's extremely sexy. I think it's extremely, um, you know, the stigma around mobile home park tenants and the, whatever the thing is, it's, it's uh, a, a lot of it. I mean, stigmas, they exist for a reason. I'm, I'm going to acknowledge that. But what makes it sexy is that—is that, is the, you know, I, I, I think just like anything, you know, do you think... If you're producing any kind of product, really our product is to deliver a better quality of life for our tenants and to try to change that stigma and also, you know, deliver um, the return, which is a product for our investors. So I think, you know, those combined, you know, to me, that's a, an incredibly sexy concept because there is a huge need, a demand for affordable housing, really, you know, what is more sexy than filling a big business gap. You know, I, I think then, you know, I think that is one of the sexiest things, I, that's whole, what entrepreneurship is about. And I think if you think about big companies like Uber, they are nothing more than delivering a product that makes transportation more convenient. And we're nothing more than delivering a product than um, giving product, providing a better uh, quality of life of living conditions. For uh, the af- people who need affordable housing, and affordable housing is an ever-growing need. is actually a crisis, and mm-hmm. all there, all across the country, there is there is a huge population in every single city, every single county that need affordable housing and, and not everybody can afford a $1,200, $1,500, $1,700, $2,000 rent in an apartment building. But, you know, but lot rent is $250 and you own the home, you have your own parking lot. I mean, that's the American dream right there. I mean, what what is more sexy than, than building that up for somebody and at the same time offering our investors a return? I think returning, you know, money as a product for investors is is incredibly sexy. That's yeah, what no, I, I think I'll know, say like, you know, I'll yeah. say like,
1: I'm sold, Charlotte, like I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely sold, so, you know, <laughs> well, if yeah, if, if I'm listening to this and you're thinking, yeah. hey, uh, you know, yeah. I want to, I want to become a mobile, I want to be like Charlotte, right, you know, um, you know, just kind of walk us through what do you do first and kind of maybe use one of your deals as a case mm-hmm. study of like, this is right. how you found the deal, this is what you guys right. did, and this is what the deal right. is like today
0: right so um i think generally our process goes like this is that we usually have one or three deals sometimes more deals in the pipeline working in the works excuse me um, um at all times um so we have a lot of just deals in the work in the pipeline and those deals come and go because they we have a pretty strict and rigorous um you know you would call it filtering system for the deals. We have certain things that they have to qualify for. So a few fundamentals that that is very important. First of all, for the market. So the market has to distribute distribute. That's demonstrate a strong need for affordable housing. And then how do we tell that? Is that we um, look for certain indications such as you know housing vacancy rate. Um, is it is in the market? How many, how, how many, what's the percentage of housing that, that, that's vacant? If it's the 80% or 50% housing is vacant, there's something wrong. Is it almost, you know, we'll look into that. And also it needs to be in a market where um, apartment building an apartment building the how if you were to buy a house the house prices are usually around 100,000 or more we shoot for 80,000 to 100,000 or more what that means is that with housing averaging 100,000 or one hundred thousand or more. That means their monthly mortgage is going to largely exceed the two hundred fifty dollar lot rent, even with utilities, even with certain other upkeep costs. So that's a big thing to look for. And also, if we look for things in the market for rent, apartment buildings or houses for rent, even uh, we look for a, at least a three to four hundred dollar gap between the house, the rent for that apartment, and the lot rent or you know total rent money for in a mobile home park. So, you know, that's the number one thing we look for is demand in the market. And the second thing we focus on is the deal itself. It's got to have really good fundamentals and solid foundations such as, you know, utility system. How's that looking? Public utilities. Never on a a, a treatment plant, which is or a lagoon for a septic system. That's a mess in itself. So if it has solid foundation like this, and we'll look at the numbers, you know, we'll boil it boils down to the numbers. So we wanna look at, you know, we don't even go under contract if this deal is not giving us a 10 cap rate based on the purchase price going in. So we wanna make sure that based on our own underwriting, which we use a 50%, 40 to 50% conservative expense ratio, because we are buying smaller parks and some real estate costs are fixed, such as real estate insurance and real estate taxes. So the expense ratio is slightly higher. So we're looking at that with 50% expense ratio and coming up with a price that gives a 10% cap rate. And we feel like we can mold and grow that park um, based on the market, based on the future projections of the market and mold that into a better product that will sell for a lot higher than our raise goal with our investors. That's the way that we deliver at the end. And uh, along the way, we have distributions too, but we deliver at the end, and make the money, you know, have the, the profits at sale. So, you know, that's the process for acquisition. It's a very strict process. And we're, you know, we have never, you know, for every actually, we're averaging 30 to $40,000 a discount from the price, from the asking price, sometimes even more. And in an extreme case, last year for a deal we did in the Southeast, we actually negotiated more than $120,000 lower than discount. Now we're buying those parks at a fraction of their appraised value. And that's the point there is that you're, you know, it's so cliche to say, but buy low, sell high. So it's it's really boils down to that. So the acquisition is like that. As far as the day-to-day um, stuff. My wonderful business partner, um, Rick, he's not on this show. He he is not making a public appearance today, but uh, he is uh, very much a, you know, a wonderful operational, um, you know, person who is, has been a construction business for, for decades. And he, he knows exactly what he's doing with property management. And he, he is, um, you know, he's managing the day-to-day stuff, but, you know, we do encounter a lot of, you know, petty requests, such as, you know, the, dog bites our neighbor where something is going on or you know many neighbor neighbors you know fighting over certain property boundary just you know it's like being a parent like my business partner would put it it's like being a parent to two thousand some some kids you know to your tenants you know it's you have to be i i don't i hope i have heard his permission to quote this but he said that it, you have to be kind but firm you know yeah, you have to it's be like an
1: adult daycare right
0: you have to be fair with your rules it's like raising kids i don't have any children so that's why he has the job to manage those parks uh so you have to be fair but you have to be firm in that you know you have to enforce those rules there's no uh no play no stay if you don't play by, by our rules and letting your dogs run around and not listening to us not paying and we're starting the eviction process immediately, even though right now we can't do that, but we can do them for bad behavior, not for non-payment of friends. So that's the day-to-day stuff, operational stuff. And for us, um, you know, you know, I, I think, you know, for me, I'm more in charge of the finance acquisition and um, investor relations and okay. things like okay. that. And then my business partner is more in charge of day-to-day stuff. they've done a heck of a job. Um, yeah,
1: so you, you keep calling this number a 10% cap rate. I mean, in that right. industry, that's a that's a thing of the past, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like when I was oh, like yeah. finishing maybe university or something. <laughs> I mean, that's like <laughs> ages ago. <laughs> I wish we are looking at, we're, we're getting excited over four to five caps right now.
0: Yeah, uh, it industry. is.
1: So maybe, reality. Yeah, maybe take us through, you know, a particular deal that you guys bought. Like how much mm-hmm. did you pay for it? And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what happened with that deal? Just give us a bit mm-hmm. of a backstory and how much do you think you'd exit at? Um, that.
0: Yeah. So there's let's start with a deal that we did earlier last year, because that that deal has kind of gone through a full cycle as of now. So I have more to talk about. So is a deal I cannot give a specific as far returns, but I can share that um, it is um, a deal in uh, Maine. Uh, it's a colder state, but it's a smaller mobile home park. It's 12 lots, so it's very small. But most of our parks are in a smaller, medium size, like I mentioned. So um, that that deal, I believe, we came in at 12% cap rate, to close to 11 to 12. So we went through rounds of negotiation. They, the, the asking price, I believe, at the time, uh, we were looking at $240,000. Uh, we purchased it at uh, 187,500. So that was after rounds of negotiation, tons of discounts. Um, So that park was on public utilities um, and septic tanks, public water septic tanks. But, you know, the septic tanks, you know, septic tanks is not as much to worry about, except for you have to pump them once in a while. Um, And they don't, they don't really, if they function badly, you fix them. And, you know, it's not as bad of a septic system as let's say the case I would never buy a treatment plant um it's 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 pretty messy so that one um and we have um increased the rent immediately after we took over and um the NOI definitely went up and we have you know taken the measure of um very um cautious um management and not to spend because it's such a small park and we don't want to spend unnecessary funds on things that don't really need to be Uh, Fix permanently or you know most stuff in in the mobile home park you can put a bandit on you can patch it you can save costs that way so we have uh we're reaching our one year anniversary on that deal and we're very close very 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 close to our performa uh for year one that i can tell you so um i think you know as a matter of fact uh, three days i think three days after we bought the park there was a storm because it was it was the winter there was a nor'easter Winter storm hit Maine really hard and a power pole went down, hit one of the, I think hit one of the other power poles, the power line. Everybody didn't have electricity in the middle of the winter. So that was the number, the first thing we had to tackle. And fortunately, we had to tackle it immediately and it was not costly. So, you know, those are the things you have to deal with. But, you know, but the thing is, it's a challenge, but the rewards are just very, uh, very is is a very rewarding experience. So that deal, you know, is approaching this one year anniversary. I would say that it's it's pretty close. It's very, very close to um our, you know, performa and how it's behaved. And we expect it to be where it is today.
1: Wow, fantastic. Congrats on that. I mean I gotta ask you a question too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen parks in the space of you said a couple of years?
0: A year and a a couple of years, yeah. A couple yeah. of years now.
1: How do you do that?
0: um i think you know you just have to realize what your business model is uh, for us is speed is key speed is important it's important to keep moving fast you know in silicon valley they have a saying move fast break things you know we're not breaking things yet but we're moving fast so i think that's the the the, the thing that we we actually believe in we need to you know move fast and i think in the world of this ever changing you know, market landscape, we have to move fast for everybody. I think for you, for, for you know, we, we we have, you know, long working hours. We're working 90 hours per week in delivering the results we want. I think this is something we're passionate about. My entire team is passionate about it. My business partner, our, our um, you know, our value add coordinator, we have other team members, our attorney, we're all passionate about this. We believe in uh, affordable housing. We believe in the demand is strong and we believe that we can deliver the results we want for our investors so you know all of that motivation is really the field that pushes us forward and i think of course you know for everybody there's days that you know that don't go so well maybe you're you know going your deal dropped or your something happened bad at the park but you know life goes on you have to keep looking forward i think you know um in this speed is key game i think you know as far as how we do that it's just you know we We work incredibly hard and we, you know, value relationships extremely heavily and we, um, you know, we have the talents and skills and we hire, we are, you know, on track to hire more talents to make that go a reality. I think that's really the formula for that
1: wow love it love it i mean i can keep going on and on um, I, know. I feel like i know uh but we we definitely you know dwelling into the quick round these are going to be quick questions quick
0: right rant. that's right this is where my mental juice is my brain juice is gonna have to focus
1: right
0: <laughs> can't work so, the rest of the day
1: <laughs> so same as the last time you know what right. makes, yeah what makes you charlotte unique what is the differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl
0: I think what makes my un- myself unique is really, I think, my background, where I came from. I think if you listen to the first podcast, you know that I'm, I'm an immigrant from China. I came here when I was 16. My parents didn't come with me. So I really came here with nothing but two big suitcases and one big American dream. That's all I had. I took that 13-hour flight with the mission in mind. So I think that from the get-go, that's something that I, I, I said to myself that this is there's no turning back you know there's no you know oh i don't want to do this anymore i want to go back to my home country or there's nothing there's not an option for me so i from a very young age i you know what makes me different i think stand out is that but always have a You know very high motivation very high drive for success and you know from i didn't speak much english you know you're right you you know about my background so you know i didn't speak much so i learned everything from scratch so i knew what it feels like to have no option of going back you have to succeed you don't have much resources either and you don't have much going for you what do you do so i think what that is very very similar if not identical to entrepreneurship Unless you have a rich, rich father or family, that's very, very similar. An entrepreneur often finds him or herself in a situation where you can't go back. You don't have that much option. You don't have a rich parents. You You don't have, you know, you you gotta gotta go forward. So I think that is my background. You know, that's kind of made me who I am. And you know, I'm constantly faced with a situation where I have to make a decision. You know, right, But I'm, I'm right. used to that. I knew how to climb out of that hole when I was 16. So I think that that's what really makes me unique is that, you know, not everybody, it, you don't find a lot of 27-year-old uh, people, you know, folks out there who have the same story. I think really a person's story really makes up who that person is. And really a lot of times if someone can deliver the products, really, you know, it's not just the product. It's not just mobile home park. Let's say Charlotte Dunford tomorrow starts a farm it will be the same thing, you
1: know, right. it's the
0: person, if it's that right. person going to deliver the results or is, is she not? So it's really right. the person you're trusting, not just the product.
1: Totally, totally agree. Totally <laughs> yeah. agree. Right. Next question. What was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing you picked out from the book?
0: Love that question. Um, you know, I reread a lot of my books. So I think the last time I talked to you, it, w- it was, um, oh, it's a different one, I think. But my favorite book of all time is From Zero to One by Peter Thiel. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you know about that book. Mm -hmm. It's 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 all about entrepreneurship. Peter Thiel is one of those entrepreneurs I have a lot of respect for because he started, you know, he co-started, he co-founded PayPal, and he is, you know, one of the big, big, you know, high net worth um, entrepreneurs who really are self-made, who who came from nothing, really. Mm -hmm. And um, her sorry his his measures for entry and advice and for entrepreneurship and really you know discovering what entrepreneurship is about and how business works is, is is fascinating so one key thing in his book is that from zero to one you know it's not from one to hundred that's different from mm-hmm. zero to one is creating something mm-hmm. that's from nothing and the key to that is escaping competition mm-hmm. so that's That's the thing that we try to focus on in our business to escape competition. i not chasing after the hot.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Final question. Yes. So you've got all these 19 deals, you're raising funds, (laughs) you're you're doing a bunch of things. What do you do for fun?
0: What do I do for fun? Um, For now, you know, not much. Obviously you have a 90. I, when you have a 90 hour at work week or 80 hour at work week you don't have a lot of time set aside for that except for you just have to sleep and eat and you know I set aside to try to be healthy and you know cook and for my family my husband and I don't have any children yet but I, I try to be healthy and I think that's important to have a healthy body and that will contribute to working more effectively at this stage of my life you know maybe fun is not the most th- important thing um, but hopefully later on in my life I will relax a bit and try to have some more fun so unfortunately nice. that's a boring answer but that's <laughs> reality for no, that's someone the who's me something has to give
1: yeah <laughs> that's that, that, that's, like. that's the truth um so if folks are thinking well, can, you know how can i get connected with Charlotte? what's the best place people can reach yeah. out and connect with you
0: the best way to connect me is to email me at my uh, email address is c for my name c dunford at com. so I'm sure I'll send it to you as well. We can list it somewhere underneath the podcast, but that would be the best way to reach me, and that will
1: respond within a day. You are a legend. Keep crushing oh, it. Really appreciate it. You are a legend it.
0: too. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate your comments. Yeah. Uh, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for setting up setting this up, and uh, so excited that we did it again.
1: You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellas. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff you've got to check this stuff out so listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com that's bestevershow.com